You're listening to the Mortgage Success Podcast, a show created to inspire mortgage brokers to achieve optimal success in their mortgage businesses. I'm the host, Brian France, the author of the book, Internet Marketing for Mortgage Brokers, tripling your online sales by getting your internet marketing done the right way. I'm also the founder of Mortgage Broker Marketing, the digital marketing agency for the mortgage industry. On each episode, I'll be sitting down with industry leaders to talk about their processes, the lessons they've learned, and how to find success in your mortgage business. All right, so welcome to another episode of the Mortgage Success Podcast. With me today is Manny Fajardo of Premier Lending. Manny, thank you for joining. Um, tell us a little bit about your business. I'm here in South Florida. I've uh, been around since 2014. Um, obviously, with the market, have grown substantially the last 18 months. Yeah. Um, but not just a product of rates. I think, you know, your help and, and some marketing and lead sources that we've really leveraged have, have gotten us to this place. Um, so we have about 15 active licenses now, should have about 20 in the next 30 days. Wow. Maybe another 15 by the end of the year. So the goal is to have about 30 active licenses um, in December. 40 loan officers by December. 30. 30 oh, total. 30. Got it. Okay. And so started the company in 2014. Mm -hmm. And right now you have about 15 active licenses. Yeah. 15. We got maybe three or four guys in the, in a training phase. We have a very structuredized training that takes about a month to go through. Nice. So before, before we release anybody out in the world, um, it takes them about, you know, three to four weeks to, right. to go through that process. So I would say by the end of, uh, you know, First portion of Q2, we'll have you know those those guys up and running. Awesome, man. And what uh what where are you guys at? Like how many loans a month are you guys closing? Uh, um, I just yeah, we're about I would say maybe seventy five ish. Seventy five. Uh, yeah, some some months better than others, um, but I'd say we're pretty consistent around that number. I think the, the worst month we had in, in probably the last 12 months, I think we did 50 something units. So okay. We're, uh, we're, we're cranking them out for not having that many licenses on board. Wow. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's pretty, pretty good. So about 15 active licenses, 75 loans a month mm -hmm. and really all in South Florida. All in South like Florida. Mostly, yeah. Mostly South Florida. Wow. Yeah. Mostly. I mean, we're licensed all throughout the state you know, we've uh, entertained getting into some other states, especially with our lead source. Yeah. Honestly, the market here is it's moving so fast. There's enough business to go around. Nor yeah. we haven't had the time to, to get licensed uh, elsewhere, nor do I think we need to at this point, just because you know we're, we happen to be lucky. Yeah. You know, we're, we have the business in a very desirable area. We're right in West Central Broward. So mm -hmm. you know, sandwiched between Palm Beach and, and uh, Miami. So there is uh, just a ton, of, a ton of business and action going on here in South Florida. Awesome. Well, t tell us, uh, like, how did what, how did you get started in mortgage, and then how did Premier Lending get started? Yeah, so my uh, my sister actually had worked for a pretty large mortgage lender in the past and brought me on, um, which is ironic because it's kind of come full circle because she works for me now. Yeah, um, and her and I got in, you know, prior to the crash. This is, you know, probably two thousand four, two thousand three, around that time. Mm -hmm. She had a pretty good run. And the crash happened, you know, we kind of bounced around at a few different lenders. You know, my job was I was a, I was a senior account executive 
So, you know, I, I visited and, and had, you know, 20 to 40 accounts at times of brokerages that are similar to what I have now. So I got a really good idea of, of you know, what brokerages ran their business smoothly and, and had a good operational piece to it. Um, yeah. So, you know, I decided to, to, you know, take a chance. And honestly, it was, it was my wife, my wife had really pushed me to do it. Um, you know, I'm not much of a, of a risk taker and, and that was a huge risk for us, but yeah. um, I ended up, you know, opening the company with, uh, uh, you know, my partner, Johani, and, you know, he had worked for one of the brokerages that was one of my accounts. So, you know, we, we basically branched off and, and started a company and, you know, we remained pretty small for a few years, you know, just him and I, you know, we had a two man shop and then slowly just added, you know, employees. And, you know, now yeah. we're at the point where, you know, addition to the loan officers we have, you know, we have about another five or six operational roles um, within our platform because, you know, we, we, I wouldn't say we don't take a, a traditional approach for the size brokerage that we have is in, in how we process loans. You know, we have more of an assembly line approach. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, that's some of the pieces that we took from our past experiences was, you know, to create an assembly line approach to allow the loan officer to shine with their best at, which is, you know, essentially sales and wow. all the in-between be handled by other departments. So that's, that's basically the approach we took. And it, it took us a long time to get to that place, but, you know, we're here now and, and you know, we're not the same business we were a month ago, and I don't think we'll be the same business a year from now or even a month from now. It's we've constantly done, a, I think, yeah. a pretty good job of changing and staying with the times. Wow. So yeah, you were in the so you're in the industry for like 10 years through the through the crash, and then in yep. 2014 you guys started, right? 2014. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, and two man shop, and slowly slowly started adding employees. Mm -hmm. um, okay, and. What, uh, what, how do you guys position yourselves? Like, what's your, you, like your value proposition? What's unique about Premier Lending? Well, I think that we hang our hats on being a brokerage versus a lender um, yeah. or being a net branch. Um, you know, we want to be independent. I think being an independent mortgage broker is coming back a lot more. And, you know, I, I probably got a lot of slack for going, you know, the, the wholesale model versus the retail model. Mm. Um, you know, so I think that us being able to offer a client multiple options and being flexible. And I think that the issue with this model in the past was a lot of people liked going the retail, you know, avenue because there was technology and, and, and you know, different softwares that were, you know, specific to those type of models. And, and the broker, you know, the small business owner didn't have that opportunity. So that has since changed. And I think that We've been able to get on a more level playing field with those type of entities. Yeah. So, you know, being able to offer what a brokerage can offer with the same type of technology um, is really our type of value proposition. I mean, we're closing, you know, probably our average, you know, from, from lock to peer to close is less than 10 days. Wow. Um, probably averaging, you know, on a purchaser refi, you know, three to four weeks max on a, on a mm. closing. So, you know, again, I, I think everybody has great interest rates at this point. Our differentiator is being able to, to make the process as quick and easy aside from, you know, offering a, a stellar rate. Yeah. Love it. And you got, you guys, what, what's the tech stack that you guys use? Like the point of sale? Yeah. So great question. And, and it's funny, you were use that word, the words tech stack. We, we talk about that all the time. It's actually built into our training manual. It's mm. describing our tech stack. So 
Now we do everything cloud-based, all secure. Um, our point of sale POS system is Blend. Um, management it. system, great opportunity with them. We've been on with them probably going on three years. Um, our origination software that we use is LendingPad, all web-based. Yeah. And, and we, we caught on to LendingPad because our CRM being touch integrates with them directly. So, you know, we looked for the tech stack that, you know, there's no, no such thing as an all-inclusive system. Um, some companies may advertise that and there's, you know, right. aspects of every, of everything in your business, whether it's CRM, POS, that can put in, be put in one site, but it's all watered down. So we try to pick the best of everything and made sure that those systems communicated with one another. So it was, you know, no double data entry or, or that type of stuff. So, right. Yeah. I mean, just, just last year or just maybe a little bit longer, a year and a half ago, you guys were a lot smaller. And so you guys, and you guys made some changes. Um, and I, and I've seen you grow, like you, you've added so many loan officers. And I think that tech stack probably helps make, make that a little bit easier. Um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, tech stack. What, uh, what, what, what are you guys doing right now for marketing? What does that look like? Well, you guys have been a massive help. I'll tell you that, um, you know, and, and, and we're getting, you know, especially through the lead funnels, a ton of action. I'm sure you see that coming through, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the AI that's communicating back when, when a borrower goes through a funnel is outstanding, you know, yeah. and, and it's funny because, you know, that's new to me. So, you know, the yeah. past year or so, you know, I, I would get a message from you about somebody replying to a, a text that I had never sent them. I try to figure it out, you know, so it's been really neat to uh, to kind of learn that AI aspect of the business, and that actually gave us the idea to pick up another piece of tech called Homebot, um, mm. which is another AI tool that we use as, as more of a, a customer retention tool after somebody closes. Um, so you know, I would say between the the exposure we've had, you know, you guys you guys make sure we're on the first page of Google. You, you know, it's money well spent you guys do your job i can't appreciate i can't thank you and appreciate everything that you do yeah um, you know that in in combination with you know our, our reviews i think have been outstanding you know we've been pitching the reviews i think we've gotten probably in the last six months you know maybe a hundred reviews yeah um, so we, we've pushed that several different ways with with our originators but you know we optimize our, our crm to, to request reviews on a bar on a, on a loan officer's behalf and we've made it fun and, and, you know, we have a good culture here at the office. So, you know, nice. asking and, and, and people to participate in a contest for reviews and be rewarded at the end. I, I think that's pushed um, our review count up and, you know, ultimately it, it leads people to you, you know, people now they, they look you up, they do their research, you know, and you have two, three, Big four reviews online. Um, that's going to, that's going to rank you highly in their minds, even before they even speak with you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what we're doing for you, right, that SEO and that that's like the foundation. And you guys have done excellent at building that those reviews and you created a culture with the with the loan officers, right, that yeah. it, it made it fun. So, you know, that's because uh, I, I know it's just sending a link to uh, to a customer, you know, or to one of your clients to to send, to get a review isn't going to isn't going to do it. Right. There's got to be something else, like an incentive for the for the right. loan officers to grab the, to get that review, you know, and right. I'm so good at that. And that those reviews get seen by thousands and thousands of people. 
And, you know, that's why you guys get, you know, the calls that you do, right? The form fills that you do. Um, yeah, do you guys do anything anything else, like uh, any networking groups, like BNI or anything like that? Um, I have some of my my um, staff do that type of stuff. Sorry, my phone's ringing in the back here, but, uh, um, you know, it's been kind of strange. You know, we were pretty heavy with that before in networking groups and uh, Chamber of Commerce, things like that. But I think since mm-hmm. COVID hit, um, that's really dried up. Um, South Florida has seemed to open up a lot quicker than some other places. So I, I'm seeing that stuff open up again. Yeah. Um, but I think this is going to sound crazy. I think, you know, our turning point was when COVID hit, I think a lot of companies scaled back because they couldn't do things like open houses and networking mm-hmm. events, things like that. So we kind of flipped the script a little bit and we tripled, this is going to sound nuts, our marketing budget as far as our lead source goes. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of companies pulled back. They, they didn't know. Everybody thought I was crazy. I, you know, I, I tripled my office space. Uh, the month we were in the pandemic, I signed a lease five years. <laughs> right. um, yeah, I tripled my my marketing spend for lead source or my lead source spend, I should say. Um, you know, and and you know, we kind of saw the writing on the wall. We knew rates would be going down. Yeah, we took advantage of that. You know, we we knew it was going to happen. You know, obviously we didn't want or expect a pandemic to happen, but we knew how it would affect um, the mortgage market, and yeah. so we doubled down triple down, really. Right. And, um, I think that's, that's led to, to more relationships ultimately, because it's just a different world now, not being able to sit mm-hmm. in front of somebody. Yeah, man, you guys did, you guys push forward. Uh, so you, you were taught, you tripled your, your marketing, what, uh, or your marketing spend, what, what was it? So you, you start, you brought on like, a, a some incoming leads somehow, right? Well, right. tell me a little bit yeah. about that. Yeah, so we advertise pretty heavily on bank rate, um, specifically on that portal. Um, you know, we were a test pilot for United you know, Wholesale Mortgage UWM when they offered a program to for brokers to go to bank rate because uh, typically that was more of a, a larger lender type of situation because it's not cheap by any means. Mm-hmm. And you know, we found a lot of success in that. We did really well, so we were able to branch off of that. Um, I don't want to say that partnership, but that pilot and yeah. go to bank rate direct. And that has, um, it's, it's been huge for us, to be honest with you. You know, we, um, we rank very highly on their, um, we rank, rank very high on their rate table. Yeah. Um, and like I said, you know, Florida is, is flourishing at the moment. So, right. you know, being on that rate table in, uh, on a site that I think is well-respected and used a ton, you know, really catapulted us. So now I have a designated inside sales team. We created a, a, a different type of position for the loan officer. So we have a designated inside sales team that specifically just manages those leads. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bank bank raise has been a very fruitful lead source, I would say. Got it. Yeah. So you're, you're you got some ads ads going on bank rate. You got your SEO that kind of stuff handled by us here. What else, and you know, the reviews, what else are you, uh, are you guys uh, doing the, like, what, what do you guys do with realtors? Like, are you guys doing uh, just yeah. a relationship with realtors, that kind of thing? Yes, absolutely. So we actually just transitioned, I would say in Q1 more to the purchase side of our lead source. Cause obviously we took advantage of the rates um, yeah. and, and did a, a lot of refi business. I would say the last few months of last year 
Um, so now that shift has been on the realtor side. Mm -hmm. So we've been actually doing a little bit of networking and, you know, scheduling some meetings. And, and what my guys typically do is, you know, they try to find the broker, right? You know, I think that we're beyond the individual realtor and, and we're trying to go for, for more of the bigger fish and get, you know, an entire branch or company from a real estate company. So mm -hmm. it's been a lot of those. And those are easier one-on-one -on -one meetings because I'm able to sit with the owner of a brokerage yeah. um, and have that discussion you know, versus giving a presentation to, you know, 200 realtors, which, like I said, it's, it's difficult to even have that type of opportunity with, you know, COVID and, and what's going on now. So, right. um, and we preach to our loan officers all day is, is, you know, the, um, I think the realtor has been neglected the last year because mm. loan officers have been focusing on refis. Right. So, you know, our, we preach to our guys all the time is this, this is the time to make the relationship you know, or to get an opportunity if somebody's working with somebody else because they're not getting the love that they used to. Um, yeah. Purchase season is, is, it's here. So, you know, it, it's getting busy and, and, you know, you just need somebody else to drop the ball one time to get right. you in the door and, and then that relationship you can have, you know. For sure, yeah. The, so, it, it, you know, you guys aren't putting all your eggs in one basket, right? You guys have multiple channels. What, what, it, what is it that you guys do with your realtors that might be different than, you know, the other, you know, Joe's mortgage down the shop that's there, like with donuts, you know, hey, here's my business cards. Yeah, know. yeah. So I think we're pretty proactive as far as communication goes. And I, I know yeah. that sounds kind of elementary because, you know, in business, you really should have good communication skills. And I think that's where realtors get lost is, um, you know, a loan officer deals with a borrower usually, right? And, and the realtor yep. kind of just hears after the fact or better agents will inquire regarding status. And we've optimized our CRM to, to, to keep the, the realtor along with the borrower up to date at all times. Um, and I think a, a big initiative for our company this year with automation, you know, how do we automate the process and communication as well, you know, for the agent, for the loan officer, for the internal op staff that I have. So we spent lots of time optimizing the CRM to do a lot of that work automatically. So, you know, wow. being able to, to hit one button and, and notify every party um, in the transaction is, is huge. And it's, wow, it's difficult yeah. to do that when you're doing volume, unless you have some type of automated process in place. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think with the realtors, you know, keeping them informed, picking up your phone 24 hours a day. You know, I think my wife hates me for that at times, um, yeah. but you have to be available. I, I think most importantly, mm -hmm. that's really the gist of it. You know, at the end of the day, of course, the agent, I think, wants the borrower to get the best deal. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, they, they want you to close the loan. And yeah. creating an easier process for the borrower, I think, will stand out to the agent more than the interest rate will. Whereas yeah, yeah. the borrower cares about the rate, you know, and, and even though the process is easy for them, they, you know, they want the lowest rate, lowest payment. Yep. The agent wants to know you, you got them to the closing table. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it sounds like you guys have just the communication, right? And it's automated mm -hmm. and you guys are proactive about it. It's not like you're answering calls from realtors, you know, which might slow things down, which slow you guys down to waste some time, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what, you know, you guys have implemented that tech, that, yep. that automated tech has, has really, okay, that's really helped, right? Which, which uh, what area do you find the, the best success, you know, the most profitable uh, in your marketing 
Um, I wouldn't say that any one is more important than the other, to be honest with you. I, I think that you can't have all your eggs in one basket. You know, yeah. I know you and I have discussed doing some more, you know, AdWords type of stuff with Google. And, you know, my partner and I are, are setting aside a budget for that. Um, but I, I, you know, it's, it's, you know, bank rate for me might generate more leads this week and, you know, maybe I get more web hits next week, you know, but yeah. I think the goal is, 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 you know, not to spend all your dollars in one place, even if that one lead source or opportunity is fruitful, um, exploring other things, because I've, I've done this long enough to where I, I know that could dry up, you know, bank rate could tell me tomorrow that they don't want to work with me for whatever reason. I don't know. Right, yeah. I can't put all my eggs in. I want to sleep at night. So if, you know, I feel like if we lost bank rate or, or, or any one of our, you know, lead providers, I would say, uh, we, yeah. we would be okay. Totally fine. Mm. Awesome. Um, what did, was there anything that you've done in the past that you're like, I'm never doing that again? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I did, before we got on bank rate, we did some, some mailer campaigns pretty, pretty heavily. Yeah. Um, very successful. We did really, really good with it. Um, but it, it was just a grind. Um, it was definitely a, a cheaper type of lead approach. Mm. Um, but I saw it way, way on my LOs, you know, being, being on the phone, you know, sometimes 10, 12 hours a day, cause they, they were just getting inundated. Yeah. So for me, it was just, um, conversion rate, you know, and, and I don't think that I would maybe take that approach again, doing a, a mail type of campaign. Yeah. Um, it was just, you know, you need to be a different type of entity to do that. Some companies are very successful at it. I just personally feel that, um, I don't have a big enough staff to, to house that many calls. And that was really eye-opening as I had a small team on it. Mm -hmm. Boy, you know, getting, getting 100, 200 calls a day sometimes, I, I get it. So, you know, um, it's, it's good when it's 80 cents a lead. Yeah. And this is gonna sound crazy, but I went from 80 cents to lead to a, 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 about 190 bucks a lead. Um, but my wow. conversion rate is 22%. So, you know, it, it's worth it. You know, you, you get yeah. what you pay for at the end of the day. Got it, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, I know we, we did, we talked about reviews uh, there was something I wanted to mention uh, that you had said, you're not really sure which channel is more profitable, but, and that you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. Now that makes sense to me because, you know, like if people see you on bank rate, they may still go to Google, right? Search you up, check out your reviews. So if you didn't put any attention there on those reviews, they might look at your Google listing or, you know, see you on the web you know, maybe not as serious. They're like, okay, maybe, maybe we can find someone else. Right. So I think it all kind of, it's all, uh, it all plays into it. Right. And the website there is like the foundation of everything. And that, yeah. those, those reviews, that solid reputation and your website all uh, help those other marketing channels. Right. Uh, the, the realtors, the, the, I mean, yeah, it's, it's all connected. Yeah, so funny story for you, but so yeah. somebody actually did the other day look me up, um, and I'm not the loan officer on, on the, you know, I'm not originating as much myself anymore, but I wasn't the LO on it, but they looked me up and sent me a message, you know, obviously I don't have hair, and um, <laughs> they made a, made a joke about it because they, they also are bald, or balding, yeah. and uh, I thought, man, this is crazy, this guy, con you know, he, he came from Bankrate and took the time to go to our website, look mm -hmm. at our team, look at our ownership, yeah. Um, so it, it was just kind of a funny story for you, but that's a true story. 
Yeah, man. That's I, I know that's what that's what people are doing, man. They're they're gonna search up. You know, they want to work with the with a reputable company, and you know they they search you guys up, and they're gonna find that. Um. Awesome. What uh? How, how are you guys using social media? Again, you you guys have been huge for that. Um, yeah. Yeah, we try to do that on our own, I think, at the beginning. But, you know, first, coming up with content is difficult to do it on a daily basis. And, yeah. and you really do have to post often, um, you know, and, and coming up with compliant um, yeah. information and, and post is, is another challenge in itself. So taking that away from, from us, you know, we're mortgage guys. So I'm, not, I'm not a marketing guy, right? So, right. Um, you know, being able to, to kind of hand that off to you guys and you guys have been stellar with it has given us some good recognition. I mean, I, I don't expect to have a post and get a million likes. That's not really the intention of it. I think it's yeah. just branding and, and being in front of people. And, and we have gotten some hits from that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. People that consistently see us, you know, maybe a year down the road, they'll, they'll remember. They'll remember Premier Lending when they need to get a mortgage, purchase a house, rebuy, right. whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so leveraging that social media was huge, huge, yeah. huge. And I, again, I appreciate you guys because you are all over. Awesome. Thank you. Post. Yeah. I mean, um, the yeah, and, has been outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the idea there behind it, right. Is just staying in front of the people who have liked the page, uh, staying in front of those family, you know, which are likely your past clients, uh, friends, family, you know, some realtors staying in front of them, keeping you top of mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, awesome. Are you, are you guys doing uh, email marketing at all? No, no, not at the moment. Not at okay. The moment. I Got am it. also a firm believer of uh, not spreading yourself too thin. So yeah. I feel like we have a good, you know, lead stack, I would say, where, you know, we have enough. And I, and, and I try to really think about how many leads per seat and what that officer, loan officer can handle, mm-hmm. especially with their, with their experience level as well. So um, we have not done any email marketing, um, you know, but that is something that we could entertain, you know, maybe we drop something in the future and, and, and yeah. pick up some type of email marketing campaign. Right. Okay. What, uh, what do you guys do? Like say you guys get a prospect or someone fill out a form on your website. They're not quite ready, right? They're not qualified. Either their credit needs some help or they're, um, mm-hmm. Like, how, how, what do you guys do there? How, do you, how does your loan officer follow up with that person? And they're like, do you guys refer them, you know, over here? Do, do you give them credit advice? Do you give them, like, tell me a little so bit about that. Credit advice, we try to stay away from. We're not a credit agency. So, you know, the last thing I want to do is tell somebody to pay off a $20,000 debt to improve yeah. their credit. They do that and it not work. So, right. um, you know, I think unqualified people now may be qualified in the future. So we mark them as a, as a long-term follow-up in our CRM. Okay. So again, we have it optimized. So where every few months, CRM is going to hit them up um, on the on the loan officer's behalf to stay in front of them. Nice. Um, so you know we do that, and you know we have a monthly newsletter that goes out to them as well. So you know they're getting touched at least once a month in every drip campaign we have, and we have twenty two set up um, where they're hit. You know at least a minimum of aside from the monthly newsletter, an additional twenty two times every year as a yeah. long term follow up. Got it. Okay, good. So yeah, there is like some a system and it's automated, right? Absolutely. Uh, background for that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, are there, uh, but in the, in the next six months, what do you see coming? I see interest rates rising, to be honest with you. 
Yeah. Um, you know, and here in South Florida, interest rates will be up a little bit and inventory is very low. So I, I do see things maybe drying up a little bit. Yeah. Um, although I think if you position yourself well and, and you budget yourself well, you know, we're still historically in the lowest rate market that we've been in. Mm -hmm. um, so I think six months, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, values, you know, will, will finally level out a little bit. Um, at least here in South Florida, very unique yeah. how things have appreciated the last 12 months. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I still think that it's, you know, even though the mortgage market itself will shrink, there's a lot of opportunity, um, you know, again, if you have the right partners in place. So, yeah. I, I, again, I'm, I'm doubling down. So, you know, next nice. six months, I'm looking to hire probably another 10 loan officers. You know, I want to be, I want to have 30 active licenses at the, wow. at the end of the year. So, um, and we're, we're doing that now. You know, I, like I said, I have, you know, four or five guys going through that process now. You know, we do it in waves because we train people, you know, in groups. I have another four or five starting next month. So, yeah. you know, I'll continue to double down um, as long as my operational staff can handle it. And if I need yep. to add to that, I will. But um, that's it, man. I'm, you know, next six months for me is I'm still in a growth stage. So, yeah, of what rates do, you know, I'm not going to let that dictate whether I grow my business or not. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, it's like Grant Cardone thing. When everyone else is pulling back, you double up, right? Or you, you 10x. Yeah. yeah. It's a, and you got, it sounds like that's what you've done since the, since last year, right? Yeah. Um, man, awesome. Awesome. Thank you. What, uh, last question for you, man. What, what is the greatest insight that you, uh, that you could give to someone trying to, you know, push their, their company over to the next level? Well, well, I would say, um, I would say culture, to be honest with you, you know, I think that um, a business owner, if you can develop a good culture and, you know, essentially it's a people business and yeah. you develop a strong team that buys in, um, I think that that's going to really catapult your business, to be honest with you. When you have people that are like-minded, they understand the company's goals, they understand the company understands their individual goals, and you have a good office culture. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's one thing that, you know, we got the opportunity to visit, you know, UWM a few times. Yeah. Um, and seeing that culture on, on, a, on a scale of, you know, six, seven, 8,000 employees was eye-opening. <clears throat> And implementing that in our company, you know, yeah. uh, and, and making it a priority to have a good office culture, a great office culture, has also, I think, been a huge reason for our success. I have very, very little turnover. Um, I have very loyal employees yeah. um, because they have bought in. You know, I think everybody here would one, run through a wall for one another. So I would say my, my greatest advice for, for any brokerage is if you're looking to expand, um, you know, you can put an ad out there to tomorrow and, and have 10 resumes in an hour. Yeah. But it's really being selective on who you join, who, who you let join your family um, yeah. and, and giving them the proper training. And if that's the case, you know, I, I think those people will grow your business for you. So that to me, I think for is sure. the, the best advice I could give anybody if they're looking to expand. Yeah. And you guys, you guys, it sounds like, you know, you guys have a great culture that's taking care of your clients, right? Your clients take, take care of the business. And yeah, so yeah. 
I got uh, I got an arcade in the back, so my, my employees have a uh, <laughs> yeah have a good time while they're here. I, I kid you not, I have an arcade in the back just because I know this is this business is a grind. <laughs> yeah. So being able to to get away for a minute and play some Papa Shot, I think, is a, a huge relief <laughs> for them. You know. Yeah. Nice, man. Yeah. Uh, well, awesome. Thanks, Manny. Thanks for joining uh, joining me today. Uh, this has been another episode of the Morning Success Podcast. Talk to you soon. Thanks. If you would like to generate more sales through your digital marketing efforts, please visit mortgagebrokermarketing.com and get a copy of the book, Internet Marketing for Mortgage Brokers, tripling your online sales by getting your internet marketing done the right way. Also check the training section of the website for guides on everything from running effective pay-per-click ads to optimizing your Google My Business listing. This has been another episode of the Mortgage Success Podcast. Thank you for listening.